Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The dream is made real. Ricky Hunt rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Welcome, fight fans, to another episode of BTR Boxing Podcast with me, Sean Basto. And this is another episode for our Ones to Watch series. And today, it's going to be with Dean Dodge. We're going to be talking about Dean's career, journey into boxing, how his transition has gone from the amateur to professional side. We're also going to be talking about what he does outside of boxing, what life is like for him. But before we get into the episode, I just want to take a moment, first of all, to give a shout-out to the sponsors for the podcast, which is Bear Attack Boxing. You know about Bear Attack Boxing, you hear me ram it down your throat on every single episode, but there's a reason for that, it's because they're selling high quality boxing gloves, so I need you to go over and just take a look at what it is they do, it's www.bearattackboxing.co.uk there might be some gloves on there that really suit your needs. If you're a pro fighter or if you're someone that just likes to keep fit by getting on the bags and the pads, then that's the place to go for a pair of high-quality boxing gloves. Get on there and find them and look on their social media handles for any discounts that might be coming up in the future. At Attack Boxing on Twitter, Bear Attack Boxing on Instagram and on Facebook too. Also, I want you to go over and find us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to find more episodes every single week. We're doing about three or four shows a week now. So you want to get on there and get all that high quality content that we're putting out to you. Also find us on Podbean, on Stitcher and Player FM, on Spreaker. We're on every single podcasting app available. So if you're not on Podbean or you're not on Apple Podcasts, go and find us on one of the others and subscribe to us. Leave us a rating. It massively helps. Drop some comments in there so other people can see when they're looking for a new boxing podcast what we're about and that we are a good boxing podcast so please do it because it massively helps us so let's get in to this episode then this is ones to watch with dean dodge 
So we've got Dean Dodge in today's episode of Ones to Watch. Dean, it's great to get you on the phone. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you, mate. Very well, thanks. Good, good. Thanks for coming on the episode of Ones to Watch and glad to get to speak to you and get to know a little bit more about you as a person and as a fighter. And the first question I always ask everybody is is how it was they got into the sport of boxing. So just let everybody know, where was it you first got into boxing? How was it you first got into boxing? Um, I, used to play, I used to play a lot of football when I was younger, you know what I mean? That's what I wanted to be when I was older. Everyone does when they start off sports as football. So my manager in the in the um, in the off season told us all to all go to boxing training, and I went with um, went with a few mates down there from football, and just you know since then just carried it on, just never looked back. That's how I got into it from the football side to do for fitness, better fitness really. Right. Okay. So you've got into boxing. You started training in the gym. Did you did you then decide when you felt like you were starting to get good at it that you thought you know what actually I might I might try it out competitively and and go sort of down the amateur route? Yeah, I mean when I started, I think I was only eleven years old, so I was, I was quite young. Um, and I stayed there for a couple of years, just in the gym, just enjoying it every week as a kid. And then um, the coaches said to me, "Do I do I want to do I want to fight?" And I said, "Yeah, straight away." So what was it like? What was that sort of experience like of, of, of getting in there and, and, and fighting you know, competitively with other people? Because it's easy enough to go into the gym and train and go on the pads and the heavy bags and stuff, but when you start getting into the sparring factor of it and also the competitive side of it, it's a totally different kettle of fish, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was in the gym for quite a long time, since I was 11 there for a couple of years before I had my first fight, and... Um... My first fight was in Plymouth as an amateur boxed um, a lad from Plymouth as well, and one of the unanimous decisions. It's, yeah, it's a really good feeling, and it just it never really looked back since then. Um, I, I loved it. I loved the whole atmosphere, the build up, you know, the nerves getting into the ring and everything about that. It's, it's, you know, just it's something I really love. What was your amateur career like in general? Uh, what did you go on to achieve in your amateur career? Um, I think I had like 45 amateur fights, winning. Um, I think it was like 28. Um, I got to semi-finals and quarter-finals with the junior ABAs. Uh, lost to the point in the semi-final to the champion. I think um, I under 20 um, quarter-finalist um, novice novices. Um, yeah, and I said I didn't really do anything majorly big. I beat um, I beat a few good kids. I beat um, national um, junior amateur champions. Um, I boxed a lot of good elite level lads, but nothing really major. Any major titles or anything for Boxer England? Do you think you got a, a good deal of experience for from all the amateur fights that allowed you to tra- transition over to the professional side of the sport? Yeah, definitely. I, um, I had a few. I had a, um, I had a few white collar fights as well. Um, and I just always thought to myself, and my my style suited the pros. wasn't really an amateur point scoring. That's when I was boxing. It was more like point scoring and fencing. So my style was always, you know, come forward and quite aggressive. So that's why I couldn't wait to turn pro when I got the experience. So you made that decision then to turn professional. And was it an, was it a pretty easy decision? Like what you just said there about the the transitioning from from amateur and obviously the way it's like a fencing style point scoring system that they use in the amateurs. Whereas in the professionals, you can kind of work your way into the fighter or the, on the inside aggressiveness. You know, you can use all sorts of different styles to do that. Was it quite an easy transition for you then? Yeah, style-wise, it was um, it was very easy. I, I, I think I um, 
I got used to it pretty quick, but um, I didn't really want to turn pro. Just then, I got banned from amateur boxing because I got someone, someone, um, someone told the England ABA officials that I, um, I had a white collar fight, so I actually got banned from championship boxing. And I wanted to do, um, enter the AVAs one more one more time before I went pro. And I didn't um, didn't get didn't wasn't allowed to enter the AVA, so um, I went and turned pro after that. It's quite surprising. Uh, well, it's not actually. It's quite. I say it's quite surprising to hear that, but it's not because, regard. You know, there's a lot of people that come away from the amateur side of the sport, and you know, I'm not. I'm not here to put words in people's mouths, but my opinion is that there's too many people walking away from it and telling telling other people that it doesn't seem to be as 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 fair as as what people make it out to be. And I appreciate that people sort of frown upon the white collar scene, and and to a degree, I can understand why. But then. You know, there's guys that can come from that scene. There's professional boxers that have actually come from that scene, even with only very limited experience, and gone on to do, you know, in their mind, you know, a great deal, really. But it, you, yeah. you, you turn pro then uh, in 2017. So this is going to be your second year as a pro, and your first fight was against Mr. Reliable Christian Late. Christian, obviously, you know, he's well known on the circuit. Everybody knows Christian Late. What was the feeling like going into that professional debut? Was it was you nervous, butterflies, or was you just really calm and ready to get going no, I was um, I was very calm I was um, very calm for the for my profile it wasn't wasn't really exactly overly nervous I mean walking to the ring and getting warmed up just before that thing, but I was more excited and ready to go pro in the year 2016 I found my medical on a brain scan so um, I was think I was just ready for the event and just couldn't wait to get it out of the way. So you've you've gone through now for five fights. You, you you're going into your sixth professional fight. It's in February, isn't it? You've got a date for that now. Yeah, February twenty third. Yeah, Western Superman is my next fight. Um, cause my last fight, I didn't didn't get the rounds I wanted, and the um the fight before that I boxed was was about six months ago. So in the last the last six months, I haven't really done too many rounds. So I wanted to get a few rounds on my belt but that wasn't the case it was got stopped in the third round so you, you've been quite active uh, since being a professional you had two fights two, in 2017 uh, you had four fights last year and now obviously we're getting this first fight in February is that is that really going to be the trend for 2019 then you, you know you'll work your way through progress your way through the rounds if you do sort of six rounds comfortably you'll move to eight as, as most people do and, and then start to step up the level of opposition as, as it goes on yeah just just do another six round and see what happens. You know what I mean? It's all about ticket sales as well. If the rounds, the more rounds you do, the more tickets you got to sell. So it makes it harder for me. The, um, the local shows for me, usually Bournemouth, which is about an hour and a half away, and I still sell all right tickets. So going into into this year then, uh, amb- ambitions wise, where where do you see yourself going for the the, the remainder of? Uh, I know it's only early on. I'm saying remainder, but where do you see yourself going for 2019 as a whole? Where would you like to see yourself by the end of the year? By the end of the year, I definitely would love to fight for a seven era um, title sh- um, at Super Featherweight, or maybe even lightweight if the right opportunity comes. But definitely, I think I'd be a very big, um, very big talent at Super Feather, and hopefully by the end of the year, get a shot at um, that Super Featherweight um, seven era title. And outside of boxing, then, what do you do apart from obviously the training and and the diet and the ticket selling, etc.? Do you have to subsidise the the career working part or full time? Yeah, yeah, I work um, just if and when I can. I work um, just doing like um, construction work and stuff. I live with um, I live with my coach as well, so 
he helps me out if and when you know I'm struggling with bills and stuff. So you know, I mean, he's been a big part of my professional career, moving down to Western Seas, man, living with him. So that obviously must be a, a big help. The fact that your your coach, obviously Dean Lewis, has been able to provide you that that sort of stability to be able to get your training right. And you know, there's some fighters out there that do have to do like round trips just to go to the gym. And obviously, it must be really good for you knowing that you've got that stability to be able to focus on on your professional career and, and not have the sort of dramas of trying to get to and from the gym every day and, and things like that. So it must be it must be quite relieving for you in that respect. Um, yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. Well, I used to live in Newville and, um, you know, situ- like, life situations happened and um, um, I had nowhere to stay. So, you know, Dean, my coach, he asked, he said, would you want to move in with me? He's got a spare room. So that's how it went, went from there. He used to travel an hour, um, two hours to the gym and back all the time and something happened down where I was living. So I was left my ass a little bit and um, Dean said he would help me out and put me up. Yeah, he was. Uh, he mentioned that to me, and I've had a separate conversation with him where he suggested that you know he, he was there, and I thought, wow, well, that's really good that he's you know he's he's doing that for you, so that it allows you to fully concentrate on your boxing career whilst being able to not worry about the fact you've got a roof over your head, and and, and I know that's probably going to be massively helpful. Yeah. In in terms of of, of obviously your career and, and ambitions wise, it's I know it's early on in your career and. I could be sitting here asking a question where you think to yourself, hang on a minute, <laughs> it might be a bit too early to be asking that, but do you do you sort of see your your career path mapped out for you in terms of where you want to go levels wise? Do you, do you see do you see yourself sort of reaching for British, European and, and possibly even the worlds? Oh, 100%, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be in this in this boxing game if I didn't believe I can do anything. I definitely believe I can win a British title. Um, I wouldn't put all the hard graft and the sacrifice and you know what I mean? If I didn't think I could truly believe I could be a British champion. So British British Championship, British title, Lord Lonsdale belt is yeah. probably like your first major milestone to get to and then from oh, there yeah. f- from from there on then is it just kind of we'll get to that level and then we'll, we'll sort of see where we can go from there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's, a, that's exactly how I see it. Yeah. What's what's the support been like for you then, Dean, with with a lot of family and friends and uh, people like you know within friends of friends has, has the support been pretty good since you've turned professional? Yeah, I mean, I've had, I've had a few um, few sponsors who've been very lucky with who've, um, who've stuck by me and they've they, they've helped me financially um, loads with my boxing career. Um, the ticket sales have been going going alright for the first couple of fights, and then it sort of died off. It's, it was struggling a bit with ticket sales and stuff. And then um, after um, after the last last win for the next fight, hopefully I'll do a lot of tickets. So, you know what I mean? The sport's always been, been there, but not like massively. But hopefully from the last fight, these ticket sales will, will definitely boost me up for the, for the next one in February. Yeah, well, you were saying earlier on that obviously you got a, a third-round stoppage against Nathan Kirk, who obviously, whose record was probably the best record you'd faced so far with uh, 11 wins and three losses on his record. And he was coming off the back of a couple of wins as well. So actually, it was a really good win for you. And, you know, a level, the level, in terms of level of opposition, that was a step up for you. So going to, to your next 
next fight and I know I've mentioned it earlier on but is that sort of the way you want to go at this early stage of your career do you want to test yourself against better fighters as the fights go by and, and see how you can get through them fights because some people out there will could could fight guys that fight on the road for 10, 15, even 20 fights in some instances and you know when, it, when it, I've seen it so many times before when people come up against you know genuine real br- British level fighters and then they end up getting caught short because actually they've never been steadily progressed through the ranks with the right fights at the right time is that where you want to see yourself going in terms of getting the right fights against the right level of opposition at the right time yeah definitely i mean i believe in my manager john peg um he's always you know picked the right fights for me and you know he believes what i can do so i just leave all faith in him when he when he picks picks my fights for me and stuff so 100 percent you were talking about sponsorships earlier uh, and just mentioning that obviously the companies that you've got on board that are helping you out and I know from speaking to various fighters that it's a massive massive help for them to get them on board and get them helping them out and uh, for the ones that you, you've got in place at the moment obviously you've got the opportunity to, to give them a shout out on this podcast and let them know who they are and the thanks yeah. that they get because obviously they're going to listen to it when it gets put out so get them thanks yeah. and um, uh, Dean as well let people know where to find you on social media so that if people do want to sponsor you after listening to the interview they know where to find you yeah they can um, add me on instagram at dean underscore dodge um the same on twitter dean underscore dodge and i'm on facebook i'm dean dodge um i want to say a big shout out to my sponsors um pen milk scaffolding they've been um they've been there since day one since i turned pro so massive um big thanks to them um yeovil hire center they come on board recently um paragon cleaning services they just come on board recently and um bld home improvements um they helped me out last year with some sponsorship as well and um i also like to say a big thank you to um sports high they um they were a bit um helped me in 2018 for the whole year so they financially helped me as well a lot for my own career so brilliant guys there for, for the companies that are listening to, to the episode you know obviously it's really appreciated for from dean's perspective and you know it's really great that you guys are helping out people like dean so thank you for that and dean obviously thank you for giving them a shout out and, and i'm sure they'll appreciate that and i'm sure that if anybody wants to get on board with you and the, the way you're progressing throughout your career they can obviously find you on them social media handles to to get at you and get in contact and you know try and support uh, somebody like yourself who wants to sort of progress to the next level dean obviously it's been been a pleasure to get you on the episode and have a chat with you about your obviously your career your your, your life going into boxing the the amateur side you've spoken about that and you've spoken about the the, the, the things with the controversy of uh, doing a couple of white collars and then obviously ending up losing out on doing the abas because of it so it's good you know it's good to know that you're not the only one out there that has kind of suffered the the wrath of the amateur system so you know thanks for sharing that because I'm, I'm pretty sure you know there's people out there fighters out there that may listen to it and go bloody hell I've been in the same situation and know exactly how he feels so you know, it's obviously good for, to, to hear from you in that respect and uh, again it's just been a pleasure to get you on and I appreciate you coming on oh, thank you very much mate it's been, it's been my pleasure as well um, thank you 
So there you go, guys. Another episode of Ones to Watch. This time it was with Dean Dodge. Really interesting conversation, especially the part when we're talking about the ABAs and the fact that he weren't able to go to them because the amateur system wouldn't allow it because he did a white collar fight, which I think is absolutely ludicrous. I know it's frowned upon. I know a lot of people frown upon it, but there's a lot of great fighters that come from that background and come from that scene and end up being decent professionals. So... It was a shame for Dean not getting the opportunity to box in the ABAs, but he's transitioned his career to the professional game, currently 5-0, looking to make 2019 another fantastic year. If you've enjoyed the episode, please go over and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on Podbean, Spreaker, Stitcher, Player FM, Eat Sleep Boxing Repeats, YouTube channel. You can find us on there too. Also, make sure you go and leave our rating, preferably five stars. If you, if there's anything you want to see on the episodes, then just tweet us at BTR Boxing Pod or BTR Boxing Podcast on Facebook. Let us know if there's something you want to see on the podcast. Then also let us know about that too and then we'll be able to make the changes necessary to suit everybody. But for now, guys, I hope you've enjoyed Ones to Watch. See you next time, fight fans. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.